0: Hello and welcome to Talking Transfers from the 90 Min Podcast Network. I'm Scott Saunders, joined as ever by 90 Min's transfer correspondent Graham Bailey and 90 Min's top cat Toby Cudworth. We're talking about managers to start the show today because there's some managerial merry-go-rounds happening in the Premier League. We'll also do some uh, talks on some potential new deals at Manchester United potentially at Chelsea, or maybe not. We'll talk about Mason Mount and potential interest in him from rival Premier League clubs. We'll talk about players from Everton, Leicester City, uh, Manchester City, and some interest in Daichi Kamada uh, toward the end of the show as well. Uh, Graham, how are you doing? It's been a little while. This is our first show since just after the transfer window. Things quietening down, or are things ramping up with the uh, the summer approaching?
1: Oh yeah, it's non stop. It's ramping up nicely. Like the major major Merry Go Round sprinkled in as well. But yeah, it's um it's a really interesting time. Um and obviously my beloved Michael Carrick keeping me very happy as Middlesbrough's quest for the Premier League continues. Toby, the West Ham supporter.
0: No irons in the fire on the agenda today, but tell you what, Thomas Suchek's a good goalkeeper.
2: Is it me or did it deflect off his knee onto his hand? Not saying it wasn't handball because it obviously was, but...
0: It wasn't there... according to the laws.
2: Yeah. Is there a camera <laughs> angle though that showed the direct path of the ball fully without it being obscured in some way? Because I thought it flicked his knee. And would it then make it not a penalty if it deflected off body part? Anyway, it doesn't really matter, does it? We we drew the game Were awful for the first 25 minutes and then we're better as Chelsea did their usual, shrunk into their shell and didn't look particularly impressive.
0: Yeah, we will talk about Chelsea and Mason Mount. Uh, probably do a fair bit on Mason Mount today. Uh, but we'll start off with managerial... Well, we've we've seen casualties already, so casualties is not the word, but merry-go-round a little bit. There's Jesse Marsh is turning up at Southampton, Graham.
1: Yeah, it it, it apparently came about that they spoke to him last week, Um, just after... Just even before the sacking of Nathan Jones, apparently. They a lot of people in football and night in office questioning why he's getting this job. I'm told from the Southampton they are impressed by his demeanour. impressed how leads how he kept Leeds up last season, which he did do. He did a good job of keeping Leeds up. They were they were on the brink, weren't they? Very similar to as he leaves Leeds now. And yeah, um they considered other options, they've looked looked high and wide. Steven Gerrard was on the list. Wayne Rooney was also considered as a, as a realistic candidate. But I think they're just going for someone who's got the experience of escaping relegation. And And that deal will be confirmed before Saturday, even the next 24, 48 hours we're recording on Tuesday. um, should be done by Wednesday.
0: Southampton play Leeds soon,
1: don't they? February
0: 25th.
1: How exciting that could be. Who's at home that day? It leads her at home. Oh, okay, interesting. So I'm sure he's he going home. Yeah, he might not appreciate that. And that should also be the first home game of Leeds' new manager Scott, if by then they've got one. By then,
0: we'll, we'll talk about that. Let's 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 hold off a second. Let's do Southampton. Toby, are you? Um, I mean, I'm surprised. Although maybe I'm not surprised. But th- this is—is is this Southampton overly committing to relegation?
2: Yeah, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm surprised. I'm flabbergasted that they've gone for Jesse Marsh. Um, he did keep Leeds up last season. You're right, Graham. Four of those wins, two of them were against Norwich and Watford, who were two of the worst Premier League teams we've seen in recent memory. And they did stay up on the last day, where anything goes. On the last day, they had Brentford, who had nothing to play for, um, and Burnley lost to Newcastle. He did an all right job at Leeds, didn't he? But I think his win percentage when he's left is twenty nine percent, which is pretty dismal. And any Leeds fan will tell you that they didn't really get the identity that Jesse Marsh promised. And Southampton have gone from Ralph Hasenhutl and having a clear, high-pressing, energetic football identity to whatever Nathan Jones was trying to do. Jesse Marsh won't be doing what Nathan Jones was doing, that's for sure. I'm not sure it's the Hasenhutl model either. It's probably somewhere in the middle. I just don't see it working, to be honest. Um there's plenty of other candidates I think they probably could have gone for, but it's, it does feel like a bit like they're waving the white flag. And they may be looking at him as a developer of younger players. He's kind of got that reputation, hasn't he? And the Saints have got a lot of good young players at the club. But, yeah, I don't see it as an inspiring appointment to get them out of trouble, I must say.
0: Leeds are four points clear of Southampton after 22 games. Leeds are 17th. Southampton, bottom of the league on 15 points. Uh Seems to be a commitment from both of these clubs to high intensity, you know, front foot football. But what good is it if you don't win? Uh, Graham, is is Jesse Marsh gonna? I, I mean, I put, so I, I think I tip Southampton to get relegated at the start of the season, along with Bournemouth, they're the top, they're the bottom two. Uh, been saying it might be on the horizon for a few years now, but what are these clubs, we'll talk about Leeds in a second, because you were there the other day as well, Graham, but just in general, I mean, there seems to be such a commitment nowadays to a philosophy and playing football the right way and this kind of thing. Does that sometimes supersede (laughs) the need for points and wins?
1: It can do. Yeah. Um, I think Marsh was caught, uh, the problem with him coming at Leeds where instead of really instilling his own beliefs, he was, he was caught up too much in the Bielsa era. And, you know, as you guys know, I was never a huge fan of Bielsa. He should have come in and said, look, Bielsa was all good and, good and well, but Bielsa almost got them relegated. If Bielsa stayed, they would have got relegated. Why He was clinging on to the past too much. I think he was trying to pacify the fans who weren't happy with his appointment or trying to endear himself to them, and that doesn't work. And I think that's Mar- that was Marsh's problem. And we come away now, guys. I don't- I still don't know what Marsh's philosophy or tactics were. I thought it was like a Bielsa light, but I think he was doing that just to appease the hierarchy maybe and the fans. And I think, you know, I think we might see more, more of the actual Jesse Marsh at Southampton. And I, I hope for his sake, we do. So
0: let's move on to Leeds because Leeds are in uh, a managerless at the moment after sacking Jesse Marsh. They did it before their double header against Man United. Graham, you were at Leeds on Sunday. Uh, they, I mean, they played pretty well at Old Trafford. They did run out of steam towards the end, and United probably could have won the game in the end, but they didn't. But they did win after Leeds huffed and puffed again uh, on Sunday. I think that that's it that, Was was that the story of Leeds's season so far? I think lots of huffing and puffing, but in the end, no result.
1: Um. Yeah, I thought they looked more solid in midfield. I thought McKenny worked out. I thought Adams was exceptional. but he was yeah. really good in there. I thought there was there was less square pegs in round holes, which I think has been something we've seen all too often from just match. We still saw it. Jack Harrison playing as a cam. So, oh my bra- god,
0: Graham is using FIFA speak.
1: I play a lot more FIFA than you, Scott. I reckon. A central yeah. attacking midfielder. With, mid-field with, though, with, with a nine-year-old, nine-year-old in a PS5. I, I imagine I play a lot more FIFA than you. <laughs> um but with Brandon Aronson on the bench, that's the know if if there's no other options, yeah, play Jack Harrison there. as... I alluded to in a message on Sunday. I imagine if he, if it was his football manager um, image, he'd be red as a cam. He's not a central, he's not a midfielder. He's always, even when you get the ball, I was looking at him. Every time he gets the ball, he's looking to come inside and he's not a natural centre midfielder. Uh, and it, it's annoying. I don't know how much what Leeds fans think when you've got a very good one like Aronson sat on the bench. Um, I thought the wide players did okay. Yeah, I, th- I think the interesting thing with Leeds is I think they are good enough to stay up, I do. But it's... They're going to have the right manager, right? But yeah, but as you say, Scott, there's six teams down there who can all say the same thing. I think Southampton, Bournemouth can say the same things. Bournemouth looking one of the more impressive teams down there. Not really getting the results, but they're, they're looking better. Um, Southampton made a lot of, spent a lot of money. Le- like Leeds are their record signing, £35 million Jorginho Rutter coming off the bench whether he's right signing or not, who knows. But yeah, if you get right manager in there, whoever comes in, I think, Scott, I, I think you're right. Um, They will fancy the chances of staying up. Um, but it's, it's just a fascinating one, isn't it? But I say, I don't think there are that many options out there. Toby, you said Samson got a lot of options. And as we know, it's why... Primarily, Toby, isn't it? Why West Ham is sticking with David Moyes. David Sullivan looked at the options out there and was not impressed at all by what was out there. So he's done, I think, the intelligent thing is sticking with Moyes. I, I I don't think there's an awful lot of options out there. Obviously, Leeds have tried for three and been turned down by Corberan, Ariola, and Slot, which is just dreadful mismanagement from the club. However, however you look at it, it's just dreadful mismanagement. And and now the, they're looking at um, they pulled out the deal for Alfred Schroeder the yeah, a I- manager now it's Nuno Espirito Santo um, who's on the radar along with Steven Gerrard um, so very different profiles
0: I've... of managers
2: <laughs>
1: yeah I think this is what mm. I was
2: kind of alluding to and Scott touched on it it depends what Southampton are looking for if they're looking for a firefighter manager to just keep them up I think there's a few of those options out there I'd suggested someone like Chris Wilder it's not an inspiring appointment, but it's yeah. somebody who can get a team in shape. Uh has a defined identity that is hard to be. I know it went wrong. Well, he in... wasn't
1: yeah, he wasn't successful at TCO. He's had one go at it and wasn't successful. So well, we got, his, uh, pure, first, pure...
2: his first season at Sheffield United was in the Premier League. They were very good. And okay, mm. the second season they were awful. Mm. Um, but Southampton have shipped 40 goals. Mm. I think their main concern is that they're conceding too many, as well as not scoring. Um I don't know whether Jesse Marsh is going to be able to plug the gaps in defence. That's, that's my concern with this. Leeds conceded a hell of a lot of goals under him, like they did under Bielsa. Mm. Um, And that's why Leeds haven't got the results that they've wanted. So I don't know um, why Southampton are going down that route, to be honest. Leeds, I guess it's a similar kind of story. They've got, Patrick Bamford, who they need to keep fit, number one. Mm. He looks so bright, but his confidence is through the floor, isn't he? He had a couple of half chances that he just either snatched at or took a little bit too long. Um, you do feel, though, that they've got a better nucleus of players than Southampton. Nonto looks particularly good. Um yeah.
1: Yeah, boy, Why he not? was he was really poor on Sunday as well. Well, Dallo give him credit; he did he did a fine job. It's um, it, it's interesting. I think we'll see. I think what we will see from a new manager is a massive change in system for, and or attitude as well. I just don't think the way the setup is is the right one. But um, yeah, as, as Scott touched on that that Leeds Southampton game is going to be fascinating <laughs> in a few weeks. If Graham is.
0: Any any further developments on who, who will be next in at Leeds, or is it just kind of candidates at the moment?
1: It is them two at the minute. There's been talks with Gerard, They've spoken to his representatives. Um, there's intermediaries of touched base over Nuno. He does have a very big release clause, 8 million, which was a prime reason they didn't get Ariola because they were trying to negotiate that down. And he stepped away from Leeds saying, if you're not willing to pay my release clause, I'm not going to come. So can I see them paying 8 million to get Nuno out? I think that's a big ask. And and as no said, no of
0: course at Al Itihad
1: yes in Saudi Arabia and the the one thing that Stephen Gerrard has coming as has has going for him which is uh, Toby raised a few eyebrows pretty sure um Stephen Gerard brings Gary McAllister with him lead legend the fans will love him is that enough to give it give him a job I think it I think it helps I don't think it's enough to win get the job overall but I think it helps.
0: Risky, because uh, Steven Gerrard didn't exactly have the greatest record with Aston Villa either uh, before he was sacked. No, he t- it it did it did
1: very season. well Rangers, though, didn't he? I think he, he will did. Point but that is the TV. Scottish
0: League, not the Prem. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, uh, we'll, we will see. Uh, Southampton. We're expecting Jesse Marsh to be in installed there. Uh, if you're listening to this on, say, Wednesday, then he might have already been. Uh, we wait to see what Leeds will do, but both of them. Are in trouble at the moment and uh, they need a sharp upturn in results if they're to stay in the Premier League. Let's let's move on to
1: say points. if we're picking our bottom three guys, would we have to wait? We'd have to wait for see these managers coming I, in. I am I'm going Southampton, Bournemouth, Leeds,
0: currently. Yeah, I'm, no South-
1: I'm going Southampton, Bournemouth. I don't know the third one, you know. I think if Leeds get it right, I think they could finish above West Ham. I think Everton are finishing above West Ham at this point in time.
2: Oh horrible thing to say Graham Everton are the team that I still look at and I think where are they going to score a goal right. uh, even last night I know they're playing Liverpool away set up relatively defensively and they just don't keep the ball and I just, Neil Mope was their option off the bench, scored one goal in 2011 to
1: start Ellis Sims is just that's Just not, nothing against him but guys that just sums up what a bad January they had doesn't it um, a guy who's recalled from Sunderland where he wasn't even a regular there really Toby you go in you
0: go in Everton Lots I'm going areas
2: Everton areas. Southampton Bournemouth if you're asking me now those are the three that I I
0: do, I do think Daishi will get it right. I think that I think he's got enough uh West Ham Toby you nervous?
2: Of course I am until we start winning games, then yeah the nerves aren't going away. We've looked brighter in the last couple of weeks, but what we really need is to start scoring goals ourselves. It's been a problem all season long. Uh, And like to Jared Bowen, side Benrahma, they're either really effective or not in the game at all. And the first 25 minutes against Chelsea, they weren't in the game whatsoever.
1: Bowen started playing well, hasn't he, TC, though, now? Yeah, Bowen
2: then brightened up in that final hour. We looked quite dangerous, but as I said at the start, Chelsea kind of retreated and they backed off a bit. But we've got to get Skamaka fit. Uh, I think that's priority number one. Mikel Antonio... His confidence is like Patrick Bamford's. He's forgotten how to mm-hmm. score a goal.
1: Well, letting Craig Dawson go, I'd say, the way Craig Dawson looks like Bobby Moore at Wolves at the moment, not To let him go was just crazy. That's how, how he looked when he joined us.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> He's under- doing everything,
1: isn't he? Understand isn't the he?
2: reasons for letting him go. And I think it was a. Uh, the club wouldn't have made that decision if we hadn't had that fairy tale run to the Europa League semis. You just don't let a player go to a, a relegation rival. And he strengthened Wolves's. Backline already in the couple of weeks that he's been there. So perhaps a misstep there, but it was an unavoidable one, I think. We should be fine. Start scoring goals and West Ham will be all right. Defensively, we look all right.
0: If you're listening and you have your own predictions for who's going down, please uh, let us know on Twitter at underscore Scott Saunders, at Toby underscore Cudworth, at Graham Bailey for Graham as well. Uh, do get in touch. But let's move on to uh, some potential new contracts or not, uh, depending on who we're talking about. But we did a story, Graham, yesterday on a number of new deals, potentially in line at Man United. Obviously, we've known for a while that Marcus Rashford, Luke Shaw, Diogo Dalot, Fred, were all out of contract in June this year. Extensions were triggered on them. Uh, Given United another year to negotiate uh, or get the most out of the players that they have or negotiate new long-term contracts. David De Gea is still out of contract this summer, but it's expected uh, that he will re-sign on reduced terms. It's just a case at the moment of how reduced will those reduced terms become. Uh, Alejandro Garnacho, as well, uh, scoring the second goal at Leeds the other day after missing a big chance in the return uh, in midweek last week. Also in line. Graham timeline on these. Who's looking most likely to be first?
1: Yeah, it looks like Dallow and Ganacho are first. They ones are both quite a way down the line. Um print broad principles of the deals are in place. They're they're expecting there they could be any day or within a few weeks. The two big ones, I think two big ones, so I don't know if you agree. Two big ones are Rashford and Shaw. Luke Shaw, who I thought was sensational, and so they got my man of the match. Um I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Obviously set the goal up as well. I think he's been... Him and Rashford. Rashford gets all the publicity because obviously is one of the best strikers in the world football at the minute. Um, the work that Eric Ten Hag done for him. I did a piece. Steve McLaren's has been brilliant for him as well. Um, but I think Luke Shaw's progress under Ten Hag as well. Scott, you know, let's not forget. He signed Malachi. He didn't start, did he? start the season. Malachi was flavoured the month and, and Ten Hag wasn't sure. The fact that now he can trust Luke Shaw to play centre-half as well. I think he's come on leaps and bounds. I think Ten Hag's confidence got him in the World Cup squad as well. So it's an interesting. One. I think Luke Shaw will be done quite quick. I want to get him done. There is a little bit of interest flying around. He's a Chelsea fan. Chelsea would be interested if he was available on the market. There's no doubt.
0: Well,
1: he's a Chelsea fan, isn't he? Remember, he was meant to go there originally, wasn't he? I've also he to we're him gonna him talk next. about Jao
0: Castello later. I've heard Chelsea are
1: interested in him as well. Yeah, well, you know, if Chilwell does lead, that is it's possible, but we'll come to that. But and the Rashford one. You know, Scott, as we talked about, um, he's he's in talks, he wants big money. There there is a lot of people said this to me about the the wage structure at United, etc. But yeah, someone said to me, well, someone has to be at the top of the wage structure. So why not Marcus Rashford? You know, a wage structure is there to structure, but someone has to be at the top of it. Why not Marcus Rashford in? And, and the way he's playing, he has the trust, trust of Ten Hag, as I said, as does Luke Shaw. And we what we do know, Scott, is every Ten Hag has green lighted both these deals get them both signed up, get them done. And I don't doubt that both of these players will sign very big new contracts at United. And uh, and why not yeah, just reward for their progress under a Ten Hag?
0: Ten Hag has played a massive part. You mentioned Steve McLaren there, Benny McCarthy. Uh, Ma-
1: Marcus Rashford is scoring goals that
0: a striker should score. He scored two headers in the last week. He's scoring tap-ins from six yards which well, we size. said
1: to Scott, didn't we, before he got the job with McLaren. And, and we can now see Scott why Ten Hag pushed so hard to get McLaren in, in on his staff. I was watching the pre-match warm-ups. Steve McLaren is a massive, massive part in, in the forwards when they're doing the striking. But it's about the... I did, a, did an article on it on 90 Min after the game. It's what Steve McLaren says about the body language. And he actually said in his interview last January, it was a year ago, he said about where he hates the body language of players. And he, he used Rashford as an example where he hit his, his head's down if he doesn't score in the first half, he's like this and that. And then, ironically, it showed you on Sunday how Rashford looked even better when he came out second half, if anything. It wasn't he was this new body language, and McLaren's played a huge part in that. And I think, yeah, it's... Um, and everything that every time Ten Hag touches, um, turns to gold at the minute, including his coaching staff. And the coaching staff's a huge thing, Scott. But I think the way Shaw and Rashford have progressed, I think Shaw's not getting the credit he deserves either, because I think his progress since Ten Hag took over has been... Not as good as Rashford, but, um, he, but he probably didn't have as far to come, Scott. He probably wasn't as down does. but I think new deals for them too. i I'd be amazed if them two hadn't signed by the start of the season.
2: It's also not fashionable, G, to continue praising defenders, is it? They get their column inches for maybe yeah. one or two weeks, and then it's back to the guys who are scoring the goals. Um, yeah,
1: or, or Harry Maguire, who gets a lot of column inches, just for even coming come on the pitch. I know uh, I was hearing whispers that, that some were giving him man of the match, and... A bit really? much I I like, thought, yes. I was like, what are you talking about? Luke Shaw has been sensational. And he and Ten Hag was full of praise for him after the game, actually, because he said he was talking about taking the extra touch and taking the time, the confidence to create the goal. He was full of praise for Luke Shaw for creating that goal, which was key to the whole win, obviously.
0: One word answers from both of you start with Toby. Are Man United in the title race? Mm, no. Graham? No. <laughs> I think you're, I think you're going to agree with us. I
2: um, think I think but... you
1: need to concentrate on the battle of being the top United. Once you've got that in the bag, you can. Well, that's it in the
0: appears to be in the bag already, doesn't it? You know that one. But uh, <laughs> Newcastle falling off a little bit, and you play Liverpool at the weekend. Rejuvenated oh. Liverpool, Newcastle. Well, did fans. you?
1: And I've, I know I know you like a stat point, Scott. So there was a lot of people have, have said to me a says my love for Bruno Gimmerish Side subject, five games. Without Bruno Gimmerish for Newcastle, how many wins? One this season, Scott. Yeah, I was gonna I I go none. Yeah, zero wins. One. Five games without him, zero wins. So anybody who tells me that Bruno is not world class and crucial, Newcastle fans, there's the evidence. World class, uh, interesting.
3: Uh, I think he is, debate yeah, I to open there depends how you define it. Uh, we- What's the easiest choice you can make? We will uh, we'll
0: move on anyway uh, to Chelsea because there's another Brazilian midfielder who is set to get a work permit, Andre Santos, uh, mm. playing a recent international under twenty three tournament, best player at the tournament, was signed by Chelsea in Jan, and work permit's uh, been a bit of bit troublesome, yeah. but um, it looks like it's going to be done. Is it just the case that he's not been in the country?
1: No, not uh, not re- a little bit, but. Obviously, a, t- a player who Newcastle came very close to getting, Scott, ironically. Mm. Bruno was trying to help him come in. The The problem with Andre Santos is that Vasco da Gama were Brazilian second division. And in the permit and point-wise, um, something you'll be able to read on the site, there's a, there's a massive drop-off from Brazilian first division to second division, as there is a Premier League and championship. Um, it's just a very similar thing, you know. So the, he didn't qualify quite then. But now he's gone to Brazil. He's done this. I think they missed out by a point but now he's been playing this South American championship. I think there is some sort of credit for that as well. So he will secure his, his, his permit and the way he was playing, I saw clips of him in this tournament guys. He looks, an, he looks an absolute player, but yeah, um, I think he's going to come in and I think he'll feature, I think he'll get his permit. We've done a story. Chelsea think they are getting it, um, to for him to come in. Obviously squad wise, he's under the age of 23, so he doesn't need to be registered with the Premier League and just play anyway. Is that right? Um, so, yeah, he's coming in. They think he'll be available. He's flying back into England now. Um, and obviously, does he need to acclimatise? Possibly, but he's fully match fit having played in this tournament. I think I think we'll see him quite soon.
0: Well, all of Chelsea need to acclimatise the way that's it's going at the moment. <laughs> uh, don't know really what's going on there. Graham Potter uh, getting... Support from the club, I guess.
1: Well, we always said we always said it was um, Todd Burley' appointment. Todd Burley still calls the shots at Chelsea. If Todd Burley still wants Graham Potter in charge, he's not going anywhere. Um, that is the thing, you know. Is, as much as anyone in the hierarchy can tell Todd Burley something. It's my understanding that he's he was Todd Burley's appointment. Todd Burley still believes in him. So until that changes, he's not going anywhere.
2: What we what we saw a lot of evidence of in Chelsea's game against West Ham on Saturday is players still trying to learn and understand each other. The amount of times Mudrick made a run down the left-hand side for Chelsea and Kukurea, turned back and played it inside. Yeah, <laughs> Reece see James. Mudrick's
0: now liking Instagram posts. I did see that. Kuturella yeah, well. I did
2: see that. It was swiftly unliked, but um, yeah. Did like it. These days, it was but...
0: screenshotted.
2: But Reese James and Nani Madweke fell asleep at the back post. And again, that's a communication thing when Emerson nipped into score, so... It's, you can't just buy all these players. It's not football managers we've touched uh, on. It reminds They've got guys, to understand each other.
1: It reminds me so much of when Ollie was in charge of United, where, yeah, if you sign enough good players, there will be games where you look great and you do well. Like, look, at Enzo, put him in any team in the world, he's going to look good. Mudrick as well. If you sign enough good players, you will get some good performances. But it's so incoherent, isn't it? You know, what? what is Graham Potter doing? Like Is he, what football, Yeah, I said, I'm, I'm not picking on him, but he, he is he is the weak link in this Chelsea system.
2: He's got the hardest job in football, I will say that. There's no managerial job right now tougher than that one. Hmm. He's in a no-win situation, unless he wins.
1: each never. win, win. Yeah.
0: Hmm. yeah. And he's currently 10th, I believe. I think, let me see. Let me I think he's got issues 10th co- 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 in the league, Chelsea.
1: Following Thomas Tuchel, who is a world-class manager as well. So these Chelsea players as well, the majority of them, know what it means to work under a world-class coach.
0: Can I ask you guys about... Graham Potter's been getting a bit of stick for not coming out fighting.
1: Do you think he's a little bit
0: timid? Is it a little bit timid? That's just his character, though, isn't it? That's just how he is, really. Should he he be more punchy? Especially with that decision that was a handball.
2: He'd receive more backing from the supporters if he was more like that. I saw plenty of people saying, imagine if that had happened to Chelsea and Jose Mourinho was in charge. Mm. What his post-match... Uh, interview would have been like, polar opposite. I think Graham Potter does have to toughen up a little bit and has to show a bit of a sterner side in public. I know he's very, very calm in every single interview he does. The press conferences just kind of brushes it all under the carpet, water off a duck's back kind of thing. I think Chelsea fans just want to see a bit of oomph and a bit of fight in him because maybe they just feel like he's rolling over.
1: Chelsea... I like said about Tuchel, didn't I talk? But like that about the saw. his He really grew into that job, didn't he, Tuchel? And the saw he was... More aggressive, and and they like that, didn't they?
2: Yeah,
0: yes, indeed. Uh, let's move on to Mason Mount. Now, we've done a story on nightmin.com today, as in Tuesday, on the latest on his contract. Now, this one's been floating around for a little while. I think it's been there's been times where we've expected Mason Mount to resign. his contract with Chelsea uh, extend long term, but obviously Chelsea have 78 players. Uh Mason Mount was on the bench the other day, came on. It seems to be getting a lot of stick from Chelsea fans as well. Uh I saw that there was a tweet going round where he was at an England rugby game <laughs> mm-hmm. uh with a with a shirt and getting a lot of stick for actually just attending that. I know this, you can't really look into social media too much, but you know, just nothing seem doesn't seem right there. Uh, And we've reported on nightymin.com that Chelsea are yet to find an agreement over the extension. Uh, Both parties keen to find a solution. But is it as simple as this will get done, Graham? Because there are other clubs in the Premier League who are interested.
1: Yeah, he's... He's a key player for England. He's, a, he's one of Europe's, at times, he's looked like one of Europe's best young midfielders. This has been going on for a long time. If you remember, him and James were very close to signing new deals together. James signed his in September last year. That shows you how long this has been going on for. Mount has wanted, he, I think he wanted to go to the World Cup and show up well there. That didn't quite work for him. But the the, the terms aren't quite there for him. Um I think he's not he's not entirely won over by the project, but you know, from from Mount Mounts Camp, he does want to stay at the club. He really does want to stay at the club, and Todd Burley and the hierarchy at Chelsea want to keep him. And because of those two reasons, I fully believe he will sign. But as you say, Scott, there is if Mason Mount comes on the market. Most of the top six, I believe, including Newcastle, Arsenal I haven't heard too much on, but Liverpool, City, United, Newcastle, they're all keeping tabs on the situation. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they want a player of Mount caliber? And I think he is that good. But as it stands, Chelsea, he is a priority to get him signed. That's one of their priorities. Would they get it done? He's just got what just over, just under eighteen months left on his deal, so they need to get this done. It it is a worry for the club at the moment. It really is, um, but. It's not insurmountable and, and lines of communication are not over. They're still open. So I expect this will get done. But yeah, in the last few weeks alone, it has stalled again. They thought after January, the hell talks and it hasn't moved on since then. So whilst I'm confident, it is a worry.
0: Toby, is it as simple as Mason Mount has a place regularly for Chelsea when they have Enzo Fernandez? We talking about Andre Santos there. I know they're different kinds of midfielders to him, but they have so many players and if you sign Declan Rice as well? Yeah, well, Mason
2: Mount's seen as being a key part of Chelsea being able to lure Declan Rice to Stamford Bridge. If they want him, having his best buddy there is kind of something that Rice wants. Uh, I don't think Mount is guaranteed his place. I think he started the majority of games under Graham Potter. His benching on Saturday actually might have been one of the first games that he's not started. Um, But he's kind of turned into a bit of a scapegoat for Chelsea's supporters when things aren't going well. He's kind of been the one constant in the team um, during this indifferent run. And to be honest, Mount's probably looking at it, looking for some assurances. It's been so chaotic, Chelsea's transfer strategy. He probably just wants to know where he stands. Uh, will he be a regular starter? What what role is he going to be playing in? He's flitted between roles in the team. Uh, I think he's actually best as an eight personally, but as you say, Scott, does that interfere with what Chelsea may be planning to do with Enzo Fernandez moving forward? Who knows? Um, It's difficult because you you want homegrown quota players as well. And Mason Mount obviously ticks that box for Chelsea. Um, And he's not only homegrown, he's one of England's best, which is why Gareth Southgate loves him so much and why most top six teams would want to take a chance on him if indeed he was available.
0: Let's move to another England... I was going to call him England international midfielder, but he was called up for the World Cup and didn't get a minute. Uh, As predicted, James Madison. uh, Leicester are making a big effort to persuade James Madison to stay at the club. Leicester have turned their form around a little bit, smashed Spurs the other day. Uh, Newcastle have been interested for some time. Manchester City and Liverpool have both had a look as well, Graham. Uh, Mm. Is James Madison out one of the deals of the
1: summer that we could expect? I think if he turns down this latest offer, then yes. I think Leicester are making this one last concerted effort to keep him. You know, they they've invested quite well in January. Leicester is such an, so infuriating. Imagine Brendan Rodgers. On their day, they can they can live with anyone. It's a remarkable set of players. Harvey Barnes doesn't get the credit. So he's a wonderful player. I like Dewsbury Hall sitting deeper as well. The home See, I, I, I'm slightly biased. I like Rodgers a lot. I think he's great. I think he's the best British manager out there at the moment. And this Leicester team have just so disappointing <laughs> this, this season. But I think next season, with the right signings, like I like Tetti was coming, I think they could be very, very dangerous. Um. So Madison, it depends whether he feels right now is the time to move on. He's got another eighteen months left. He knows his interest out there. Arsenal had a look at him before. City have been linked. Newcastle love him. Newcastle could offer him Champions League football if they continue in this form. It's it's a really interesting situation. But we'll see. Leicester are going to make him a big offer. If he doesn't take it, I think they will cash in, Scott, in in the summer. But obviously they are losing Uri Teeleman as well. So um we'll see where we'll to go with that. But yeah, I think, I don't imagine they allow Madison to move on a on a free transfer. You can't allow two. You can't, that's like burn. That'd be nearly £100 million worth of talent in 12 months that he let go on free transfers. I don't think the club can do that
0: move on a bit quick. Uh, Andre O'Nana. Obviously, we're talking talking Spurs here. Mm. Um, Spurs apparently need a goalkeeper, having been... So, Toby, some of that goalkeeping at Leicester the other day was from Fraser Forster, left a lot to be desired, didn't it? Less
2: less than good. Spurs fans were understandably worried when they learned of Larissa's injury. I think all of their worst nightmares came to fruition on Saturday, didn't they? They were terrible. The defence was terrible. Fraser Forster was terrible. Do you uh, think,
1: guys, that's, that's a bit harsh on Foster? Do you think he was to blame for any of the goals? I don't. I
2: think he could have done better. Absolutely.
0: I know that the the finishes were just stroked. Like I think there were two finishes that were just stroked into the corners that he couldn't really get anywhere near. Um, but yeah, I've seen him get a lot of stick from, especially from the Spurs fans that I know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, Hugo Lloris, he, he's not. <laughs> We're talking about Fraser
1: Foster. Here. Actually, given who Foster was replacing, I just thought it was a bit, given I thought it was every bit as good as any Loris performance I've seen this season. Well, which, isn't, which isn't which saying much. That's the thing. I'm Hugo Lloris
0: <laughs> has come in for a lot of stick as well. Mm. Uh, he needs to be long term replaced
1: at Spurs, and Andre Onana is available, Graham. Yeah, Inter were, Inter were interestingly, the, their sporting director was over in England last week talking about numerous deals. Um, offering a contract to Bombs Neto was one of the things he was talking about, as a number two long-term there. Um, And Inter, they need some money. Sunning, they're not about to walk away, but they've told um, the hierarchy that they want money in by June the 1st. Skriniar, obviously, now we are not going to make any money off him. He's going on a free transfer, and I think they had really hoped if he did go, they would be making a lot of money off him. And so now they're looking around the squad. You know, Onana is a popular figure there, and they went all out to get him, but they've still got Handanovic there, the Slovenian, who could do a job for them. And Onana and is a player who a lot of English teams liked, Scott, if you remember back to when he was available on a free transfer. And Spurs were one of those teams. So, yeah, they, I think it was more... Mm, make us an offer, let let us know sort of thing. And he was he was here as they were here as well, offering dub freest to various teams, letting them know that situation. But Onanas want to keep an eye on. There's going to be we predict a bit of a goalkeeper merry go round. As you said with De here, I don't think my night will be involved in it. But I do think that Chelsea and Tottenham could both be involved here. onana is a very popular keeper um with scouts around the league. Um doing very well. And I, I could see him at Spurs. I really could. Definitely and be one of cheap. the options. And he's, and he's going to be cheaper. We talk about the English version, Scott, of David Rea, Robert Sanchez, obviously his weekend performance at the weekend aside, and Jordan Pickford. There's some very good Premier League options, but the factor in the Premier League, you're going to be paying so much more for these keepers. And Onana, if he's cheaper, he's just as good as any of them.
2: Did we all enjoy, before you move on, Scott, Jordan Pickford's attempts to <laughs> cut out the cross-field ball, uh, and Salah popping it into an empty net. It's chalk and cheese, isn't it? Pickford at Everton versus Pickford at England level. He just makes these mistakes for Everton. He's brilliant uh, sometimes, but he never drops these rickets at international level. But that well, would... he
0: plays more games for
1: Everton. Obviously. I think. I think there's a, I think I think it's a slightly harsh thing. The, the way how how can you how can you hit hit the post at one end and concede ten seconds later is staggering, <laughs> isn't it? But I thought he's kept some of his performances for Everton this season have been brilliant I think Pickford's been in that Everton team I think they'd be at bottom if it wasn't for Pickford personally yeah that's probably fair Uh,
0: let's move over to finish the show with some chat from the Bundesliga uh, Graham Daishi Kamada uh, Mm. going on a Bosman this summer Uh, there's a lot of interest in him is that correct?
1: it is secretly i think this this guy we talked about bosmans we know skriniar is going to be a great bosman don't we, Scott? He's, he is he's a he's a great player but i think kamada a match at frankfurt midfielder could really be secretly one of the best bosmans out there you know he's at the peak of his powers um for frankfurt i think he's got over um 13 goal contributions so far this year he's a wonderful player He's a really brilliant attacking midfielder. And it doesn't surprise me, the likes of Liverpool, City, Newcastle, Tottenham, all like, like the Maycats suddenly, we'll take an interest in this boy. He's on a Bosman, is he? He's one of the best central midfielders in the Bundesliga this season. Um, and yeah, there's a lot a lot of teams, Barcelona like him, obviously. Um, Dortmund looking at him as well. Keep an eye on Kamada, he could end up in the Premier League. Some A lot of teams who like him, a lot of teams. I, also... think United, I, I think United should look at him, Scott. The way Bruno, I, I must be a jinx to Bruno Fernandes whenever I see him play, because he plays <laughs> dreadfully every time I see him play. It's quite Although,
0: divisive I'm... in the United fan base, actually.
1: Oh, I just, Joe, you know what? I, I think he is, for me, is anti Eric Ten Hag. The way he acts on the pitch, the way he he's mourning. Oh, my. He must embarrass Roy Keane the amount of mourning he does. Roy Keane used to mourn a lot, but. All he does is moan from start to finish at the referee. Oh, I think he's a horrible player. I don't <laughs> like him. And I think he's he's not worthy of the Manchester United shirt. I really don't think he is.
2: He's going to be a recipient of one of these yellow cards, isn't he, for overcrowding referees and constantly running his mouth.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Graham, that, that argument about him not being a Ten hog player is very much there. Uh, you know, I think... You look at Martin Odegaard as the example, really, this Mm. season, who's been, you know... had
1: some chances on Sunday, Scott. He could have put Leeds to bed himself. Went
0: through one-on-one, yeah, of course. Missed that chance. Uh, But yeah, uh, obviously, I think at the time when United were thinking of signing him, one of the reasons they didn't was because he gives the ball away a lot. (laughs) And his uh, passing accuracy was not up to scratch. They waited six months and they ended up getting him anyway. Made a difference. He's very... High risk, high reward, isn't he? Uh, but when it doesn't come off, it's uh, it looks pretty... Some of these flicks he does in his own half are great in uh, a lot of people. No less uh, Rob, who I do the Man United podcast with for 90 minutes. Uh, every episode that comes up. Uh, let's finish the show about Joao Cancelo shipped out on loan by Manchester City at the end of the transfer window to the shock of most people. Bayern Munich, I think, agreed a loan until the end of the season with a €70 million option to buy, I believe, Graham, Mm -hmm. but that is not going to happen for Bayern.
1: No, they've already... I think it was one where they were getting the deal through late doors, so they agreed to it. Um, They've already told City they're not paying €70 million, which I think City is sort of... Yeah, okay, but they're still going to be wanting 55 60 which is more the ballpark. I think the player really wants to go to Munich, but there are, again, other teams who are... Keep a close interest. Chelsea, as you alluded to, Scott, if if they do think, if the clubs watching think he is one of the best full-backs in the world, it's an interesting price, isn't it? Interesting chance to get someone. Real Madrid were talking, um, they didn't push it through, but both Chelsea and Madrid keep an eye on the situation. If, if Bayern don't push it through, he won't be shot of suitors and, and City don't want him back and he won't be going back to City. We know that a lot of money
2: for Bayern, isn't it? Who have they, they've only ever signed? What Lucas Hernandez and I think he's their record De, and Delit, maybe yeah. Delit at the De Litt record. Maybe, but yeah, yeah. Bayern, Bayern generally don't spend mega money, do they? They normally no.
1: It's more and, and obviously they've got the money put aside for Harry Kane as well, as we know. So um, uh, fifty million euros for him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they appreciate the the Daniel Levy reduction. The fact that he isn't, the fact that he isn't being sold to the Premier League, they'll they'll benefit on that. But to be fair, Bayern do it both ways, don't they? Where they allowed Lewandowski to leave for probably less than they thought, and and they managed to get Sadio Mane for whatever ridiculous price Liverpool agreed on him. So, they do like to do a deal, but it's both ways for them, I
0: think. Can we just finish with Ben Chilwell because I mentioned him earlier. He's not playing for Chelsea. It's surprising me, actually. You see, Mark Cucurella, who obviously played with Potter at Brighton, mm. uh, looked a hell of a player when he did play there, is now playing, was bought for 63 million. They bought Chilwell for 50 million. Chilwell isn't playing. Cucurella's getting booed off. And now they're looking at Shao Cancelo potentially or a Luke Shaw. Is, is Ben Chilwell up for sale?
1: Or. Well, but- I I, yeah i think there's potential as as you've as you alluded to scott chelsea have just got too many players so at times if if you've got your reserve left back who's attracting interest no matter who is he from, reserve, is he actually reserved i think i think not 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 if us three were picking the team i don't put words in your two hours but if we'd be first no, choice. under under green potter he seemingly is and um, they've got lewis hall coming from behind and you know, and I said they're going to be keeping track of other players around the world. Um, would you allow him to go to City, who apparently show an interest? Um, it's an interesting one. Yeah, I, I Chilwell could very well be one of those players who is allowed to leave in the summer. There's going to be a, possibly a dozen of them at Chelsea, so it wouldn't surprise me if he's on that list.
2: Surprises me, because I think Ben Chilwell offers so much going forward that Kucherea doesn't. I think defensively, they're probably as good as each other, Uh Chilwell's never really played in a back three, has he? I think that's maybe the advantage that mm. Couture has got over him playing at left centre-back, but he cost, what, £50 million? Pounds? His Chelsea career was only really derailed because he's had a couple of serious injuries. Um, mm. I'd be surprised if Chelsea um, looked to move him on, but also I'm not surprised by anything Chelsea do. But say, to but if
1: he's not, But if he's not playing, guys, you know, you can't, and you've got a £50 million there man not happy, you, you can't keep him, can you? If if he is playing Couturello week in, week out, well, you, I fully expect Chilwell to ask to go.
2: In, England need him to be playing regularly.
1: No, they don't. they got Luke Shaw.
2: Well, they need an understudy, don't they? I think this is the <laughs> one thing we've always looked at in England's squad is left-backs are never always playing, and Chilwell was in and out of the team, even under Thomas Tuchel. do
1: TC. Ryan Giles will be in the Premier League with Middlesbrough next season. will be
0: fine. <laughs>
1: All righty, we
0: will wrap up there. We're back uh, next week for another Talking Transfers for all the latest on what's going on. Maybe Leeds and Southampton will have managers by then uh, and we'll talk about all the latest transfer news ahead of what is set to be a busy summer transfer window. Uh, Please subscribe to our show and all your major podcast platforms and uh, follow us on Twitter at underscore Scott Saunders at Toby underscore Cudworth and at Graham Bailey for all the latest. Look at com. Uh, visit us, not underscore football for our social channels as well. And we'll see you very soon for another Talking Transfers.